Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for September 14th, 2014. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Russ Dean, co-pastor with Amy Jackstein at Park Road Baptist Church. His sermon this morning is entitled, Built on a Different Rock. In 1949, persons living in the growing neighborhood near Avondale Avenue and Park Road saw a need for a new Baptist church to serve this area. Mr. and Mrs. H.G. Ashcraft Sr. gave a lot on Park Road to become a site for worship. Eighty-four persons organized as a congregation on December 10, 1950 and petitioned the Mecklenburg Baptist Association to recognize the Park Road Baptist Church. Important leadership and experience were provided to the new church by members from the four mother churches, First Baptist, Myers Park Baptist, Pritchard Memorial Baptist, and St. John's Baptist. Initial services were held in the newly completed Park Road Elementary School. Thus began our church. Like nearly every other Baptist church in America, it was strategically placed and it originated as a seed planted by other Baptists. In that beginning, we had the same evangelical focus as the Southern Baptists who founded us. To an observer from the outside, there would be little to distinguish the Baptist meeting in that little elementary school on Park Road from any others. It would take them that first organizing year to call their first pastor. Yet even before they had ministerial leadership, this church had shown signs that something different was going on. It wasn't long before they started saying, but we're not that kind of Baptist. I imagine most of you in one way or another have said that, you know, but we're not that kind of Baptist. It's kind of interesting to think about what that means about trying to identify yourself. I'll speak a little more about that later in the sermon. It started pretty early in one form or another. We're not that kind of Baptist. The middle decades of the 20th century, though not so far removed from us, would now be unrecognizable in many ways. More changes have taken place in the last 50 years than I could enumerate, but none more so than the cultural milieu of the Deep South. That culture revolved around the church whose buildings were, in many places, the literal center of the town, in many other places, the influence of the church, most other places. The influence was the guiding center of the society. Conservative values, based on narrow readings of biblical text, shaped the life of the American South, and in that place, divorce was frowned on. Divorcees, as they were then called, walked their towns with all the stigma of wearing a scarlet letter. The people of southern towns knew that Jesus had said there was no room for divorce. What God has joined together, let no one separate. The divorce papers that Moses had, had allowed, the Pharisees had asked about this, according to Jesus were allowed because you were so hard-hearted. But at the beginning, it was not so. So Jesus added these final words, I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for unchastity and marries another 
commits adultery. The scarlet guilt that accompanied Southerners who divorced in the 1950s undoubtedly took its poison from those words, commits adultery. Before Park Road could call its first pastor, before Park Road could call its first pastor, it took a bold stand that set it at odds with the Mecklenburg Baptist Association, which had just recently approved its stamp, uh, applied its stamp of approval. In those earliest of days, the leaders of this congregation chose to treat all of its members equally and to offer full participation to all of its members, single, married and divorced. Specifically, this meant calling uh, um, as Sunday school teachers and as ordaining deacons some whose marriages had given way to premature and painful endings. There was no iconoclastic leader to call those people to take a stand 64 years ago. They were not trying to make a public statement to make the evening news or the morning headlines but something was happening. A spirit was moving among those people and they refused to resist its call. That spirit has moved in this congregation ever since. That spirit is prior to the leadership of any of its pastors, larger than the presence of its many trained ministers and has a stronger influence than any hired professional consultant has ever provided. There is a spirit of life about this church that is fully human. There is a sense of some purposeful movement to the universe and our connection to that mystery that is decidedly Christian. There is an annoying spirit I said annoying spirit of independence about this church, often expressed as a voice of dissent that is deeply Baptist. That spirit has woven its way through the sometimes messy democratic life of a congregational people who have always refused to move on the easier tides of the majority, the trends of the day, even the traditional readings of the ancient scriptures. Twenty centuries ago, Jesus put a crimp in the liturgical collar of a few Pharisees who were a touch too legalistic when Jesus declared of, the, of their scriptures, you have heard that it was said, you know, it was said, it is said, you can find it written right there. And there was a traditional understanding of that saying, but Jesus said, you have heard that it was said, but I say to you, and he gave a new reading. This church has sometimes been the target of legalistic accusations, but it's not that Park Road neither values ancient wisdom nor affirms its authority. It is that that spirit keeps moving beckoning us to hear what Jesus might be saying even now. You have heard that it was said, but I say to you, and what would Jesus say even now? Even if that word seems at odds, odds with an older, more acceptable understanding, 
1620, John Robinson sent off our spiritual forebears on a little rickety ship called the Mayflower. They set sail in hopes of finding a new world of hope and promise and a new world of religious freedom. Robinson's historic commission rings true about this church today. God has yet more light, he said, yet more light and truth to break forth out of God's holy word. Cultural mores concerning marriage and divorce have changed. You have heard that it was said, but we have seen yet more light. The racial climate in which this church was built has changed. You have heard that it was said, but we have seen yet more light. Of course, recent events throughout our nation prove that there is yet more light, much more light that we still need to see. Charlotte has become a city of the world the voices of many of the world's religious expressions can be heard in our streets. Park Road is an active participant in the interfaith community of this town, seeing our voice as one of many, our view of God as one important slice of the beautiful rainbow that is the divine. You have heard that it was said, but we have seen yet more light. We have preached the infinite worth of all people inherently and believe that worth entitles all people to acceptance and love and marriage. You have heard that it was said, but we have seen yet more light. So where is this going? You know, what is the end of this yet more light? Where will it take us? Of course, this is that slippery slope argument that keeps conservative Christians conservative. You know, if you keep going with this, it'll all just unravel. Well, I think that's a spineless argument from the beginning. True faith has always been a slippery slope. As soon as you take the first step which is a giant leap. Like old Abraham, you are headed on a journey and none of us has any idea where it will take us. Each day is its own unfolding journey. So what is the end of this? Where does this kind of yet more light take us? I cannot even imagine. Can you? I cannot imagine the issues my grandchildren will be facing. I do hope they will be in the church to face those issues. If interfaith relations in a post 9-11 world and gay marriage seem like difficult issues, what in the world will the year 2050 bring? I cannot imagine. I have no idea, but what I believe is that the faith of Peter will be enough for us and for our grandchildren and for their grandchildren. Peter was just a fisherman. 
A simple man, impetuous and ill-tempered, a brash, loud mouth whose faith faltered in one of the key moments of his whole life. And when Jesus died, Peter still had no spiritual vision, so the very next day, the very next day, he was back in his boat mending his nets. Peter was all too human, just like you and I are, just like Park Road Baptist Church is. And Jesus chose to build his church on that rock. And Jesus promised that not even death would prevail against such human faith. But we're not that kind of Baptist. You know, that's a hard way to sell a church. It begins hesitantly, defensively, but... And it is a sales pitch for a negative, what we're not. Any language that conveys a sense of superiority about our church will be detrimental to this church and to the church in general. The Park Road way of being Baptist means being true to the call of faith, which is a positive, which continues to beckon us into places of darkness and uncertainty and into lands completely unexplored. But it is a faith built on the very same rock as was Peter's faith, a faith of hope and trust, that following the way of Jesus is a way that leads to life for you and for me and for Park Road Baptist Church yesterday, today, forever. May it be so. Amen. Thanks for listening today. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Grace and peace to you.